Hi everyone! Welcome back to another episode of Starting Out, a podcast where we share our stories of starting out in this great big world. We talk about our highlights, trials and tribulations, and lessons we've learned along the way. So as you are starting your journey, we hope you can learn from us. So Cor, what's the topic for today? So today's topic, we are venturing into the unknown. And basically what this will be is I will be asking Anika all about her experiences and journey with solo traveling. I'm super excited because I feel like every year you're always off somewhere and you're always doing something crazy abroad. I want our listeners to hear about your experiences as well. So basically, just to begin, like where have you traveled to? Like maybe if you want to give like a little list to our listeners. And then when did you do your first solo travel? Yes, it's actually quite funny. We were just laughing about how one of our friends named our group chat Nomad Gals and I took it a little too heart (laughs) and said, oh, what do you mean by Nomad Gals? Traveling alone when you are coming of age is one of the best things ever. So I started pretty young when I solo traveled. The very first place I've ever been to was Copenhagen in Lisbon. And then also I have been to Seattle by myself. And then most recently I have traveled to Europe for one month and I was alone for majority part of it. And I got to see some friends along the way. The time frames, I guess, for those weren't like too crazy because we know like some people who actually go abroad for like a year even or two. What made you want to solo travel in the first place? And like, how did you make the decision to literally say, yeah, I'm just going to book a plane ticket and not wait for anyone? I think there's a lot of fear and obviously we're going to go through like safety, but I think one big thing at the end of the day is not waiting for something to happen to you. There's always opportunities to go solo traveling. I wasn't asking myself to be like, okay, now we're gonna take a whole year off of school or we're going to do something really radical (laughs) with solo traveling. It's more so how can we, we as in me, myself and I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying as if you're, you're coming with me. More importantly, it was just, what do I want to do? I wanted to go see places. I actually had pockets of time that I was able to travel and take the time off. And because I was very diligent on saving my money and making sure that these are places that I had a desire to go to and because no one else was available at the time, because it was very interesting because we were all in school and also we had different schedules. Sometimes life presents opportunities to you, especially for the one month in Europe. I had no exams. I made sure that I actually had at least one semester where I can move things around so that I had no exams. And because I didn't have any exams, how many times in life where you get to have one full month off. It sounds a little depressing now that we're working and you're in school, but there's not a lot of opportunities. So I was like, okay, there's an opportunity. Might as well go. Like you have to go (laughs) and make the most of your time. Just wondering, what was your thought like, I guess, in the first year of university, I guess, before you even started solo traveling? So I know you talked about like, oh, like a lot of people think like, oh, when I solo travel, I have to go for a month or like two months. 
what was like, your thought like before before you solo traveled to like after you did your first trip? Were you more like, oh, I guess like I don't have to go for a month. Maybe I could just go for a week. Like, what would you say to our listeners who's kind of like, I don't have enough time right now? Yeah, I would say make sure you start off small. In high school, I remember I used to go to downtown Toronto by myself a lot and really liking the exploration of a city and also almost like taking your, it is basically taking yourself on a date, right? How do you entertain yourself for long, long periods of time without anyone there? How do you take something as mundane as just going about your day and exploring into something of an adventure. I feel like those days that I did go downtown, it really solidified that, hey, I can actually do this. This was before when I had data on my phone. I wanna say y'all have it easy these days. I think that it's like trust building within yourself of being like, hey, I actually can work a map. I can figure out how to get around town. And then when I went to Seattle for the first time, Again, it was very, very like comforting to know that like I can do this. I've already been to Europe once with a group and I knew more or less how it all worked out. It was a slow gradual to the one month and I would encourage that as well. Like if you've never been anywhere alone, maybe try it with like the town next door, like go venture out on your own and all that and then build it up. It's so funny that you mentioned the data part because it's a hundred percent true. Even when I was in high school, even when I would go downtown, back then, like I have like my little flip phone still, and obviously there's no data on that. So you have to make sure like which bus route to take, like what, make sure you got the bus number right. Where do you get off? And then it's like if God forbid you got lost, you had to go somewhere that had Wi-Fi. And you don't know like which way to walk if you're in downtown Toronto because we're new to it. You have to go get Wi-Fi, sign in and everything. So that took so much longer. Totally agree with that. And I really liked how you kind of touched on like the confidence aspect where it's like you said, a gradual increase timeline wise. I guess off of that, there's always whenever you solo travel, there's always going to be factors or people in your life that are like, oh no, it's too scary to go to Europe for a week. How did you deal with these voices in your life from people telling you these things? First and foremost, they probably have good intentions when they tell you, you can't do this. And there is some truth to, hey, people getting robbed, getting mugged. Like what you see on Instagram sometimes, right? Like they might not have the confidence and the awareness and just the overall desire to even do it because usually trips are meant to be done with people it might be just kind of like shaking the tree a little bit i think one of the big things is when you have confidence of yourself to do something what it really means is that you're taking responsibility because when you're solo traveling if you're going to be out and about you are responsible for yourself Like you have to be a little bit more careful than usual. Even people that go in pairs or in a big group still get robbed, but you're still a tourist and you don't know all the customs. So trying to blend in and trying to not be as flashy is the most important thing. 
It's funny that you say that because I feel like you have the same amount of odds of getting robbed, like where you live, so like downtown Toronto. Yes. Than the same odds that you do, like when you travel abroad to Europe. How you portray yourself, like sure, you know, it'd be yeah. nice if you were wearing like Louboutins in Paris with like a YSL yeah. bag. Of course, we all dream about that. It's yeah. like a red flag almost, where it's like people are you're putting yourself out there to get robbed, basically. Exactly. Anything that I wouldn't do in my own city, I wouldn't do in another city just because I'm on vacation. Like we're still on planet Earth <laughs> here, and I think yeah, that's so true. Like all of we can get into it. Like all the safety precautions that I take in Toronto, I still do abroad. I don't. It's not like. Disney World, where I'm like, and this is the most magical place on earth, so I don't need to do anything. <laughs> I can be reckless. No, walking like you know where you're going, and being very intentional of like, hey, I'm gonna walk down the street, not constantly looking at my phone for Google Maps and stuff. No flashy jewelry or anything. Always having like some type. Of, if I'm going to a foreign country, having some of the languages already downloaded onto my phone. So if I need to Google Translate anything, I've already some of my words down. And then also being a little bit alert, <laughs> you know, just being very alert, like checking your surroundings. If someone's following you, you're probably being followed. So go cross the street three times to see if they're still following you. Staying in big streets. I don't actually go to that many bars or clubs. Yeah, I only go to bars and clubs in foreign countries with a friend. Always share your location and always getting a phone plan with unlimited data. Especially in Europe, it's so so cheap. Stuff like that makes it really. It makes it a lot more safe and it puts you on the same level as you were in your home country. Yeah, something similar to that is like if. You're solo traveling, and you have an itinerary. Even if it's like a rough idea, like always send someone like close to you, like two or three other friends, your itinerary, and always update them like every day or two. Say like, hey, like this is where I am. Just wanted to check in. So you know, God forbid something does happen, it's like you're just not lost in a completely new country, and no one knows where you are. It's like you have your location, someone could look at. You have your itinerary, someone could look at. It's like different ways someone can just make sure you're safe. So speaking of people, and you talked about like traveling to Europe with friends and ultimately meeting up with different people. So you have that, but on the other hand, you're still like in little pockets of time. You're still traveling alone, and you're still just hanging out with yourself. Do you ever feel lonely or alone when you travel? How do you deal with your emotions when you see like another big group? Yeah, I think it's sometimes a little bit of FOMO, right? Like you see, like everybody standing out there and like having a good time with their friends. I remember I went to Lisbon on New Year's Eve, and you can see that like everybody was just having fun with their friends and like they're popping champagne in the streets. And yes, you want to be a part of that, but there's basically a time and place for everything and because i chose this time and place to be alone it doesn't have to be lonely i think one big way is like you have something planned for yourself right like are you gonna go see something that day 
things that you would plan for others, you should plan for yourself. And then also, you got good enough places to do fun things. And if you're not doing the fun thing itself, you can actually people watch doing fun things. So what would you tell our listeners who's literally solo traveling, like goes to Europe but doesn't know anybody in the city? What would you kind of tell them and... Yes, when it comes to meeting people, I think hostels is one of the best ways to meet someone because everybody's young and everybody's like in the same mindset of like, I want to meet someone. I didn't meet this person in Europe, but I did meet a very good friend of mine now in Seattle. So I don't know what I had it in me, but essentially I was in a hostel. I just turned around and I saw a girl that was like relatively looked like she was in her 20s as well. And she looked pretty cool. And I was like, why don't I just say hi? And then you get a vibe check. And then guess what? We actually started talking a little bit and I just asked. It turns out she was also solo traveling just for the day. And she was also saying how, do you want to go out and explore Seattle? And I was like, okay, let's do it. And then I feel like it's stress test our relationship that day. And we were able to go travel around Seattle and that's how I made a friend. Always say hi, be friendly, get a vibe check. How do you feel about, because I know when you first started solo traveling, it was in university. And I guess this is the time where a lot of our listeners even are starting to kind of like think about like, ooh, you know, I have reading week or I have like no more exams in December. Let's go somewhere. And university students, to say the least, are on a very strict budget. So how did you travel on a budget? And like, how did you find a good deal? I think one good thing about university is when you're trying to travel, it's always at a really convenient spot because it's during low seasons. You know your university better than I do. Check when your last day is and then when your exam period is and then where your window of time is at. I think one big thing is knowing where your biggest expenses are and planning around those. So I made sure transportation and lodging were always, I was like deal hunting for those so that if I can bring my two largest expenses down, then everything else was a lot easier to manage. I went during early December where usually no one travels, if I really could go back in time, I would have pushed it another week, but my classes were starting that week. So I was on peak season when I was coming back home, but I didn't destroy my wallet, like going there and back. I just, coming back was a bit of an issue. You just have to do your research and like actually go look for these deals. Try even different types of like lodging. And then also for food and stuff, right? Okay, you have one day where you get to go and like eat at a fancy restaurant. Are you able to go into like a Tesco to get your meals and stuff? Being a little bit more frugal in that sense. And walking is your best friend. Okay, don't let anybody tell you otherwise walking. Well, not walking at like three o'clock in the morning. Please get an Uber home. How good is the public transportation over there, right? So just be strategic. What I'm trying to say is it's all doable. And if you have only yourself to please you don't have others to like you know swing your budget and then be like oh my god we're out 
of line in here. You just have yourself to like take care of, which is quite hard. I guess that's another thing too. It's like when you're young, you don't really, you're a little confused and all that stuff, but this is a good exercise. Going somewhere is not a magical location where you, where you become a different person and everybody's a Disney cast member. Uh-uh. This is still real life. So if you can handle these situations on your own, 1,500%, you can actually handle going out and traveling as well because you already have the skills or you can get the skills. You already touched on a lot of this, but like if you were to sum up all of your solo traveling experiences to like lessons that you've learned, what are some like really big outstanding ones that are like you guys have to like do this because you guys will for sure like learn this as well? I think one big thing when I'm living my life and I know I'm being a little too comfortable, I like to shake things up. And solo traveling was one of like the best things to shake things up for myself and do something a little bit scary. You're almost stress testing with yourself of being like, let me put myself in this situation. And if I come out of it, I will have a newfound appreciation for myself, for my skills, for my own abilities. Hey, you at the end of the day, I think everybody should try it once. You are your own best friend at the end of the day, right? The longest relationship you have is literally with yourself. So getting to know yourself of like, what entertains me? What I would never do. When you come back home, you're still gonna have to do scary things. And just because you're at home doesn't mean that you're, you're gonna be safe from all dangers, right? You still have to go outside, you still have to do stuff and you still have to make scary decisions, but I feel like solo traveling gives you like almost like a bit of like a badge of honor that like you, I can figure things out. So I wanna ask you a question. Would you ever go solo traveling? I would love the opportunity to go solo travel. I was thinking where I like wanted my next trip to be, and I wanted to ask you that as well, but for me, I, for the summer, I want to go for like a trip to Europe by myself. Don't want it to be too long. Where do you want to travel? I think that with COVID, it's very interesting. So my current anxieties are getting stuck in a place. So that can be extremely expensive really quick if you're stuck or if you can't find a PCR test or if something is going down and they're like, hey, I don't even recognize your vaccine. And you're like, well, shoot. So for those reasons, I feel like I want to go travel somewhere, but meet up with a friend. It's almost like a precious little thing because we haven't been able to. And it's like a little complex to go traveling these days. So yeah, I think definitely it would be nice to go back to Europe again. The reason why you asked is I would love, 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 love to go to Dublin, Ireland. Yeah, I feel like even if it wasn't Europe or anything, even going back to Vancouver by yourself or now that I've been there once, it's not as scary as like going. I don't think I would go to like the mountains by myself or anything, but and hey, we would love to know where you want to solo travel. Has this inspired you to go solo traveling? I feel like it's very interesting because like we've been almost like two years in solitude and being alone is solo traveling even a thing of like people wanting to go out on their own have you done in enough introspection of your life during quarantine or do you need alone time maybe you have you're living with people and you're like they're constantly in my head and i can't go anywhere and now i can go 
And with that, we will see you on the next one. Bye. You have just been listening to the Starting Out Podcast. If you liked today's episode, please make sure to rate and like the show. Also, leave us a review. It helps us a lot. To never miss an episode, please subscribe and turn on notifications. We love to hear from you. So if you want to chat with us, tweet us at startingoutpod. Links are in the description. As always, we are so excited for you to start out on your journey, all while listening to ours. See you in the next one.